You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Ashley Winch, coming to you from Dreamland. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for September 27th, episode 3273. This episode is brought to you by Kevin and Equine. Good morning, Horse World. Hey, you made it to Wednesday. Only three days left till a weekend full of horsey fun. Lucky for you, you have Jamie and Glenn to get you through on Horses in the Morning. Actually, you have Ashley and Glenn to get you through the day today. Jamie is off. She's out on a field trip with Lucas. They go to the zoo every year, and she gets wrangled to be super parent. I cannot imagine chaperoning a group of kids anywhere. It's my worst nightmare. I can't even think about it. That doesn't sound like a good time for me. No, usually, I mean, I was walking my dogs the other day and there were kids and I turned around and walked the other way. <laughs> Maybe it's because we don't have kids that we Maybe. feel that way. Maybe I'm sure if they're yours, it's a fun time. Yeah, I, I want to know from the mothers out there if anybody really enjoys going on the field trips with all the kids. I need to know that. Today <laughs> on the show, we have equine lawyer Danielle Mayer, who's going to tell us the do's, the don'ts, and the mustn'ts of equine law for everyday horse owners. Heather Wallace of Adulting with Horses stops by for Telefriend September. And Ashley is very excited about her new show, Sleep Stories for Questions. We'll talk about that. Plus, we have some pad talk. The saddle pad kind, uh, with Christy of Dreamers and Schemers. She's going to be joining us a little later in the show, too. Actually, that's I recorded at WISA. And then in the Auditor Post show, Ashley and I are going to discuss how drugs are bad. We're going to go. We're going to talk about that little topic later on in the show. And also, I did want to mention two other things. I have some uh, announcements. One, Google Podcasts announced yesterday that they were going away. They're going to be incorporating themselves into YouTube podcasts, which kind of is in the building stage at this point. So I, they're giving you to 2024 to either switch to YouTube podcasts, which I probably wouldn't recommend because it's kind of weird, or a switch to a different player. And I know it was posted in the audit room that people... I was surprised there was anybody listening on Google Podcasts. I don't know about you, but I listen on Podcast Addict. Which one do you use? Uh, you know, I'm an Apple girly, so I'm over here on iTunes. So if you have Apple, um, you know, you can listen on the Apple podcast player, which has had its share of issues, too, over the last year. It um, has. And they yeah. just went through a huge update as well. So all of our Apple iTunes podcast listeners, your your feed probably looks a little different right now, too. I love Podcast Addict. It's it's not quite as intuitive as the others, but once you figure it out, you can do so many different things with it. It has more options. So if you're a... If you're a casual podcast listener, then I would say go with something like the native podcast player in your phone. If you're a super podcast listener, then uh, one of the other apps like Podcast Addict uh, is the way to go. There's also one called Pocket Casts. I used that for a while. Um, so there's there's like a million players now. Uh, you just have to experiment and actually find the one you really like. The problem is you have to resubscribe to all your podcasts in every player you try. 
So, and if you're curious what shows are on which player, if you go to horses horse radio network, excuse me, you'll see the list of players available for each of our shows. So if if you want to go and test drive some different players, you can find a whole bunch to choose from on our website. And we have an official announcement right now. Radiothon is officially back. We are rolling with it. We have started the planning. We have started gathering the prizes. We have started uh, figuring out what the lineup of hosts and guests is going to be. This is going to be, so it is, we switched it from the Monday after Thanksgiving to the Sunday after Thanksgiving from 3 to 9 o'clock Eastern. So 3 in the afternoon to 9 o'clock Eastern. We did that to give more people a chance to listen live. Or in this case, to watch live for the first time, we're going to do video out to a bunch of our Facebook pages, and we're also put it out on audio on the podcast feed like we normally did, but you'll be able to watch it this time and see us do our thing. And we hope it's not a total fail, because that's what the theme is. Actually, Jemmy, who is our producer for almost all of our shows, came up with the theme this year. It is the worst funny Christmas fail. So we want to hear, and it doesn't even have to be horse-related, we want to hear what your worst Christmas fail was. I assume there's going to be a lot of food ones, you would imagine. I think there's going to be lots of uh, undercooked or overcooked turkeys. Food you know, poisoning. maybe salt used instead of sugar in the <laughs> yeah. cookies. Yeah. We want to see it. Yeah. Or you, or it could involve your family. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of that too. Uncle, you're, the uncle, the uncle. Oh, I think everyone has that uncle. And I actually kind of think I always was the uncle. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I would like to think I was the fun uncle, but I think in many cases, the fun uncle becomes the uncle. There's a fine line between the two there. Oh, well, you so. know, we call those funkles. <laughs> there you go. I was probably <laughs> the funkle. You're the first funkle. <laughs> On that note, let's do some daily winnies. We have three auditor birthdays today. Casey, Tim, Nellie Kennedy, and Nicole Marie. Happy birthday to all of you. We hope you have a terrific day. And we have a brand new auditor, Lucy Butler. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for your support of the Horse Radio Network and our show. Uh, We really do appreciate it. You can find the Hangout Spot just by searching for HRN Auditors on Facebook. And that's where they all hang out and talk. And I think yesterday there must have been 40 posts. I couldn't keep up. So that's where you'll find it, Lucy. Thank you for for joining us. Now, you know, I can't follow the Daily Winnie rules. So my Daily Winnie is going out to the 900 plus folks who have already tuned into my new podcast, Sleep Stories for Equestrians. I can't tell you all how much it has meant to me to see the reviews come in, the feedback come in, and the fact that you guys seem to enjoy it. It it really has touched my heart and absolutely made my weekend. So big, huge Winnie. Thank you. Well, congratulations, because we've just done a soft launch. It just went up on a website today, and it's getting out to all the players now. It should be out on most of your podcast players. But uh, that's really good for almost a 1,000 downloads in a, in a soft launch. That's terrific. Yeah. So congratulations. I don't know oh. you worked hard on this show. Tell everybody what it is and what, they, what they'll get out of it. Sure. So um, I, I have been 
an anxious girly my whole life and, and wellness is something I'm very passionate about and and that I'm sure many of you all can relate to into why we love horses, right? It takes us out of our minds in that space. And so I, for years, have been using different apps for meditations and, and audiobooks and this, that, and the other. And when Glenn hired me, one of the most exciting uh things on the job description was um, creating new podcasts. And Glenn, Jen, and I were all just kind of chewing the fat. And we thought about uh, sleep stories and reading horse-leaning stories in a relaxed tone. And I did some digging. And I'm sure you guys know, I, there are thousands of incredible, incredible horse stories out there. And so what we do on Sleep Stories for Equestrians uh, we lead the episode with a, a gentle talk down, quick meditation, and then we read a story. So our first season is based or is Stormy, Miss, I'm um, sorry, Stormy Misty's Fool uh, by Marguerite Henry, which is the sequel to the famous book everyone knows, Misty of Shinkatig. Uh, and so in this first season, we read two chapters each episode. And then once the chapters are done, we play out the music because we want you to fall asleep and feel relaxed. And so it just kind of goes off into some really lovely, relaxing music. And hopefully you're asleep. And then you wake up the next day and you're rejuvenated and ready for your barn chores. And the reactions have been really good. People, th this the biggest complaint we're getting about your show is people are saying they're falling asleep in five minutes and not hearing the story. And that's exactly what we want to happen. That's the idea of the show. And then if you want to listen to it during the day to actually hear the story. but Yes, but yeah. don't maybe not while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Let, let's, let's not listen and drive to sleep stories, please. A couple of people said that, uh, I noticed a couple of the comments where they accidentally listened to it during the day. It was on their playlist or whatever. And they listened to it during the day and they said, it really did relax me. And you got a compliment because one of the things, I've listened to a couple of these and I don't like the really low, breathy, almost uh, phone sex voice that some of these have. And you haven't done that. So I'm really happy that uh, it, you know, you're, you're not too far off your no normal voice. It's just relaxing. And that, that's been a comment of a couple of people that can't stand the breathy ones. Oh, you mean? Yeah, like that. Like this? <laughs> and there are some that do it like that. And it's just weird. Oh, well, thank you for the auditors who gave us feedback because we really did run with it. And and just thank you to everybody. And I'm open for feedback suggestions. You can shoot me an email, ashley at horseradionetwork.com, or you can find Sleep Stories for Equestrian on any player or at horseradionetwork.com slash sleep stories. So we asked you, just give it a try. And don't forget that it also still is Tell a Friend September. We have a couple of days left. If you haven't posted on social media about our show or any of the other podcasts on the network that you like, please do that. I noticed one of our other listeners uh, posted today about our show, and we really appreciate that. Uh, of course, I was sort of tried to save it on Facebook, but save Facebook recycled, and now I don't know who that was. So thank you for whoever posted today. We do appreciate it. So if you haven't yet, the other thing you can do that's free and easy to do is go into your podcast player, no matter which one you use. Most of them allow you to rate the show. Uh, usually stars, you can make a comment. There's a way to rate every show that you listen to. If you haven't rated the show yet, please go do that. That really does help us as well. And do that with uh, with sleep stories for equestrians. The more 
of those ratings and reviews we can get at the beginning of a show, the better it will place us on on how visible they are in the players. So Ashley, you'd really appreciate if you'd go in there and do that as well. Please. And yeah. if you have a, you know, a negative comment to leave, you can go ahead and drop that on horses in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right, Kevin, let's talk about them. A fallen section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from heartache and a repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in. Hey, as a side note, the fence is being built on our property right now. Yay! Woo-hoo! So we're going to we're going to be keeping the creatures in and out. A fence is not unlike the intestinal barrier in this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section of fence or a loosened junction in the gut lining? Holes or leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier, known as leaky gut syndrome, can result in various health and welfare problems. It's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses. But it's some, there is something you can do about it. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nu- nutrient absorption, and a positive attitude. For optimal health, ensure your feed includes Clostat, Butapearl, EZQ and Chemtrace Chromium from Chem and Equine. Chemtrace Chromium is the one that I always look for, and, and we make sure that the feed that we feed, I know Daily Dose, we're talking about them next. The Daily Dose product that we feed for Scooter has Chemtrace Chromium. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium and Chemin at Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. That's Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. And coming up first on today's show, we are going to talk the law, aren't we? That's right. We're joining uh, Danielle Mayer, who is an equine lawyer out in California, and she's going to tell us the do's, don'ts, and mustn'ts of equine law. Um, And I can't wait to ask her everything because I have no idea, Glenn. All right, good. Well, that's what we want. We have. Let's call we, her. We, we make sure our hosts don't have any idea what they're doing. That's the key <laughs> to being on the Horse Radio Network. Good morning, Danielle. How are you doing today? Thanks so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So the first question I wanted to ask you was, pretend I'm a brand new horse owner. What should I do? Where should I get started? What is the bare minimum legal counsel I need or knowledge that I should have? Well, I think starting even before you're a horse owner, I would suggest talking to counsel about documenting the bill of sale. I see one of the biggest mistakes I see in the horse world is a failure to document, um, whether it be a lease agreement, a bill of sale, if it's the rules on a barn. So I think that would be my first um, suggestion to a new, someone looking into buying a horse. Um, Also, as a new horse owner, I mean, this is not even necessarily legal advice, but I would read everything you can. I always point people into or towards the pony club books, try Mm -hmm. to just consume as much information as you can and also lean heavily on your trainer. I, I see this all the time where people either don't trust their trainer or they don't know them very well. And I always suggest that they're a huge wealth of information, especially, I mean, you know, when you're someone on your own, I would suggest if you don't have a trainer to try to consume as much information as you can. I mean, now with the internet, we have podcasts like yours. We have tons of articles. We have magazines. We have the Chronicle of the Horse, the podcast, you name it. Every discipline has a magazine, website, podcast. But um, I would always suggest having a trainer 
as someone you trust that you respect and then go from there um, with their advice and then also add your own, you know, add your own thoughts and, and try to learn as much as you can. Because the other mistake I see from horse owners is blindly trusting, right? I mean, there's obviously mm-hmm. a balance there. There's a balance between trusting people and blindly trusting and, and also trusting your gut. So, you know, I think it is the onus is on horse owners to also educate themselves and try to figure out what what they want from the sport. How I wonder how many horse owners either experienced or not buy a horse without an agreement of any kind. Well, it's funny you say that. Probably, that's actually, more than we would think. More than you would think. And even not just, we're not just talking about entry level horses. I mean, I see six figure horses being purchased without written agreement. Um, you know, it, my kind of whole start in the equine law industry started from a pretty frustrating experience. I came back to the sport as an adult. I rode as a kid in pony club. And then of course the typical story, my parents didn't have enough money to pay for me to actually do the sport in any meaningful way. So, you know, I came back and as an, as an adult and I went to buy my first horse and I asked the barn I was at, do you have a bill of sale that I can use? And they said, Oh no, sorry. And I thought to myself, I'm not buying this horse without something written down. And, you know, under most state laws, uh, a bill of sale is required um, for something like that. And so especially, I mean, at least here in California, Florida, Kentucky also require disclosure as to commissions, which I could spend a whole five, probably five more podcasts talking about commission issues. But um, you would be surprised by how many people fail to document horse sales uh, or leases with a bill of sale or a lease agreement. And most of the time when I get calls for litigation or get calls for disputes, it's because either either a lack of documentation or incorrect documentation. Either the bill of sale is missing a significant clause, the lease agreement doesn't say how many horses a class can show in in any given show week or how high the horse can jump or if it can move barns. So these are all things I try to advise my clients of, you know, you don't want to think about the worst case scenario, but sometimes it happens. And with horses, I feel like the rule is if the worst case can happen, it will happen with horses. So I always try to advise clients to think about every single aspect. What happens if the horse gets hurt? Um, what are the disclosure notification requirements? Do they have to tell you within 24 hours? Do they have to, as an owner, as you, as the owner, do they have to tell you what they're doing? Do you need to be involved in the medical care? So these are all things that everyone does it a little differently, but you have to have those discussions. I I am absolutely picking up what you're putting down. And in my mind, I'm just picturing instead of wrapping our horses in bubble wrap, we're wrapping them in like scrolls of law now. (laughs) (laughs) Just pages and pages of bills of sale. Oh my God. It doesn't have to be complicated, you know? And I think one part of my goal in starting this, my equine um, law industry group is to make bringing lawyers, uh, make it less scary. We're not, I'm not the bad guy. I'm trying to make everyone's lives easier. I, I, I just can't stand hearing these sad tales of people that buy a horse without a pre-purchase and it ends up having a suspensory injury. I mean, that's not good for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, a barn trainer that gets sued because 
they didn't have a rule in place and someone got hurt. You know, like no one wants the industry to go through these things. We all want to succeed and we want, I mean, horses, horse welfare comes first. We want the horses to be happy and healthy. They're the ones that make what we do, allow us to do what we can do. So, you know, I think my whole goal is to not only educate, but also try to kind of bring the industry up a little bit and help people navigate and think about these things. We don't, you don't need to do it by the seat of your pants. It doesn't need to be the wild west. We can have structure in place and, and, and you can't protect everything. Right. And especially when it comes to horses, right. We all know horse is going to get hurt. Horse is going to get hurt. They're going to get caught somewhere. They're going to do something stupid, but we can at least try to protect everyone as much as possible. And that's, that's generally my goal. Cause I don't, I'm a litigator. I mostly spend my time cleaning up other people's messes, um, or fixing something. And so I'd like to advise clients before that I'd like to help them set up their business. Is it an LLC? Is it a corporation? You know, they're opening a new barn. Are they starting a new horse sales website? I want to help them so they have their cookies set up correctly and GDPR, which is the European law on um, maintaining privacy information. I want to make sure that we do that correctly from the get-go so that I don't have to be hired later. That is my goal is to not get, yeah, to not get hired for litigation because litigation doesn't really help anyone. It costs a lot of money. Listen, I'm perfectly happy to litigate. That is my bread and butter. (laughs) Um, I, I love it. I love to be in court. I love to be in trial, but especially in the horse world, no one wants to be in a big, messy public trial or, or litigate or spend money on me in that capacity. Let's spend the money, you know, a couple hours of billing to put a bill of sale together, a lease agreement, or set up your business, set up your partnership agreement. I can't tell you how many partnership oh, disputes amen I have to that because yes. I've been in partnerships and business over the years, and uh, every one of them ended in not so well. I don't yes. say a lot about me. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but we had contracts in place so that we know how it ended. Right. And, and, you know, I think the other thing too, that people often forget, and, and this is an issue we see a lot in estate planning is things change, right? You enter into a partnership, you're wildly successful. You need to revisit that partnership agreement or for, like I just mentioned, I have a lot of people that have very valuable horses and I say, what happens to them when they pass? You know, my husband always asks me, what do I do with the horse? If something happens to you, I say, take it to the trainer, the trainer will sell it. And you can use it for my, you know, big party celebration of life or whatever it is. But, you know, I think a lot of people don't want to have these hard conversations and, and it ends up just being a problem later down the line. So we actually do a lot of trust and estate work for people with horses. We have, we just did one where they had a llama. We've done all sorts <laughs> of kind of exotic animals and, you know, making sure that there's money set aside because no one wants their heart horse after they pass to to go to a bad place. So there's there's lots of creative ways. I got to jump in here because I used to be a financial planner years ago with farmers, big farmers, like dairy farmers who owned a lot of land and a lot of cows and all that. And I think, and maybe you found this too, and I think listeners are going to relate to this. um, One of the reasons that we don't, or we put it off is we don't really know who we want to give stuff to or who we want to take care of. So then we just don't do anything. I think (laughs) indecision causes us to not to do anything when that's really bad because there's if you die today there's probably not a clear person that is going to uh, be involved so the more indecisive you are the more you should have something right uh, yeah 
or the well, state and, will and decide again, for you. Uh, yeah, anyway. you know, yeah. but again, too, you can always change, right? So in a year from now, you go to a different, you go to a different horse facility, a different barn, a different trainer, the situation changes, you know, unfortunately, people get divorced, people lose spouses, you know, these are things that can be changed. But if you don't have anything down, no one knows, right? And then it just and especially too with with a state with your estate, you don't want it to go through probate. You don't want your horses to just be, I mean, sent wherever. Um, so I think it, it is a hard conversation to have and it's hard to think about, but it actually it ends up being a little cathartic if you can kind of go through the steps and figure out what you want to be done done with your animals. And, and it doesn't just have to be horses. It can be dogs, cats, um, you name it. Right. So it's important to think about these things. So I'm always like the, the bad news bears. My friends always call me Debbie doubter. Cause I'm always here. Like, what if the worst happens? They're like, what if the best happens? I was like, we're talking about horses here. Come on. Um, <laughs> the worst is probably going to happen. So, but you have to think about it. And then if it doesn't happen, that's great because you've thought about it and, and there's a plan and then everything works out. Well, Danielle, before we wrap, I do have one more question for you. When you're not mitigating litigation, what are you doing in the saddle? <laughs> so I ride in the high adult jumpers, the meter 10 with my seven-year-old baby giraffe from Germany. <laughs> I just got him last year. And Congratulations. Um, I ride, thank you. Yeah. And I ride um, out here on the West Coast in the Southern California circuit and actually uh, next month, I'll be riding in the zone championship finals at Temecula. So I'm getting excited for that. So the meter 10 is about where I can stomach the jump height. And after that, I, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to go I much couldn't higher, agree but... with you more, Danielle. I, I also <laughs> have a similar riding history and you'll never see me above three feet again. It's just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, at this point, don't even run and ride against the kids anymore because I have to work on Monday without a broken arm. So I'm not brave anymore. So, but you know what? There's a whole, there's a whole world out there for us adult amateurs that are enjoying it. And I have fun. I like going to horse shows and I like spending time with my barn mates. So Oh my gosh. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to join of us and course. talk a little bit about horses and law. And And I just can't thank you enough for hey, taking the time I, with us. Can I ask one more question? Of I course. Guess. So how do, we, how do they find in their area, how do they find a lawyer that actually understands the horse side of things? Is there a place they can go? How do they do that? Well, so my firm is a full service law, law firm, Buckalter, B-U-C-H-A-L-T-E-R. Um, we have attorneys barred in almost every state and especially the major horse states. So if I can't help someone, if, if someone is looking for an attorney, I have lots of contacts. I've been all over the country. So I'm happy to refer someone, you know, to another attorney or find someone local, local counsel. So I think probably I would be the best first step and then I can find someone um, where they need to go. Very good. Appreciate that. You have a great day and go out there and Thanks. jump. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was interesting. You know, it is something we put off. It's something you put off doing a will, doing all that stuff. But I know. Just remember that I used to have my office, my financial planning office, ironically, was in the parking lot. There was a building in the parking lot of the New Holland Sales Stables. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. Yep. So I was there for 15 years in the corner of the parking lot of the New Holland Sales Stables, listening to the cows and sheep and horses. Um and remember, a lot of the horses going through the kill pens there were because people died and had no plan, and the kids just right. sent them to auction. Right. So if you don't want your horses going to auction, then have a plan. Um, and make sure that the people that you put on 
the actually <laughs> make sure that the people you actually do put on the uh, will know that you're doing that. Um, that's the other thing. Uh, so that they know that the horses will be coming to them and they're going to have to deal with it uh, if something happens to you. And look, you know, the situation with Phil, he didn't plan on dying at the age of 41 of a massive stroke, right? So it can happen to anybody, anytime. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer either, but I'm just trying to make sure that uh, that you're aware that needs to happen. If we get one person today that will do this, that have been putting it off, then we've done our duty, Ashley. So good job. That's it. Thanks. Good job. So now if you head on over to statelinetac.com on the homepage, you're going to see that fall has arrived and it definitely has what's arrived over at Stateline Tack. That means the, oh, I, when we had our tack shop in the fall is when the blankets started arriving mm-hmm. in the boxes. Mm-hmm. And it, you, sometimes it was an entire UPS truck filled to the brim with boxes of blankets. And apparently that's happened at Stateline Tech now, because if you head on over there, all the blankets have arrived. There's nine pages, which means there's a couple hundred blankets listed on there. So no matter what you need, you know, you got out the blanket, you looked at it the other day, because now it's finally starting to get chilly in some places, and you went, oh, it only has three holes in it. Maybe I'll use it another season. No, just go ahead and get a new one. They're affordable over at Stateline Tech. They have everything from Tough One to Rhino to Horsewear to Weatherbeater, the whole line. We were always Weatherbeater people. I think we have more Weatherbeater blankets than anything else. But uh, you can find them all there listed. They're in stock now at StatelineTac.com. Coming up next, we're going to continue with our Telefriend September. The next guest is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. And we have Heather joining us from one of our most popular new shows, Adulting with Horses. Heather, thanks for hopping on over to our show. We appreciate it. Well, I love to hop, but I especially love to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, We want to remind you, this is a morning show, and swearing is not permitted, unlike your show. So I just wanted to remind you of that. So boring, but (laughs) I'll have to do it. Sorry. So it's ended up on the network now that we kind of have the entire day covered. We have Horses in the Morning, Bright and Cheery Show to get you into your morning. Right. And then we have Heels Down Happy Hour so you can drink into your evening. And then you can finish the kind of tonight show uh, of our network is Adulting with Horses. So they bring you into the evening. And I just think it's a perfect trifecta. Oh, yeah. And we're so happy to be part of it. Natalie and I love to be the late night people. So um, <laughs> have, continue those cocktails and have a good laugh with us all the way. Yeah, you want to have a couple cocktails before you listen to Heather and Natalie anyway. So um, I, it, it helps. It makes it so much better. It, Are you it, saying like you have to drink to have fun with us? Well, <gasps> Heather and I have drank together several times. So, That's true. For real. So it's like... I know well, she's Ashley. Ashley will have to find out for her own on her own terms. <laughs> I'm very excited because I I will be coming with you guys on the cruise. Natalie's already picked her drink package. It's going to be a free for all. Oh, I bet you Natalie's wait. picked a drink package. I, you know, it's so funny because everybody asks, is the drink package worth it? Yes, for Natalie. It's worth it. For Natalie, yeah. it is. <laughs> I'm not sure it's worth it for us, but for Natalie. And I'm so excited well, that the. Good luck getting any. That you guys are coming on the cruise. That's fantastic. 
Uh, we're going to have so much fun. I wanted to remind everybody, you only have about a month. If you're interested in coming on the cruise with us in February at all, go to horseloverscruise.com. You have all the details. Contact our travel agent. She can only hold the rates. I don't know. It's not even a month. She can only hold the rates for till the 7th of October. So you have a couple of weeks to get your cruise in. it, And the rates are about $1,000 less right now with our group rate than if you bought it yourself. So, uh, And it's going to be such a good group. It I is. can't wait. We have and this, 35 this boat 40, looks insane. Yes. Sorry, oh, the boat's insane. Yeah, it, it is. You guys are going to love the boat. It's like a spaceship. It's, it, it's it truly <laughs> insane. It is. So, Heather, tell us about Adulting with Horses for those that haven't had the pleasure of listening. Oh, well, if you haven't had the pleasure yet, you need to get on board because we have uh, we're told we're very binge worthy, which is really actually awesome to hear because I there's nothing I love more than to hear myself talk. Um, so it's the perfect job. Uh, yeah. Adulting with Horses is literally the podcast for people who want to laugh, who it doesn't matter what you do with horses. You can be an amateur. You can just love horses. Uh, some of our episodes are chats. Some of our episodes are themed based on requests and questions. And uh, some of our episodes are Clubhouse members of which we have about 500 strong uh, who are our listeners, uh, they get to contribute and they could share stories and we read them on the air. And, oh, it's just a whole bunch of fun. But basically, we talk about anything and everything horses as women and adults. And sometimes it's very honest and sometimes it's very, very funny. And Heather uh, and Natalie are both established authors in the horse world. So they bring that perspective, too, in that, you know, and you're writing your first, what, uh, novel? I- yeah, so so we've always kind of had this thing. Natalie and I are very much opposite. She's not. Uh, she's fiction. I'm nonfiction. She's very English, eventing. I'm very Wanglish and edgy. You know. So, um, so here I am straddling the line because I'm about to publish my first ever fiction novel. Uh, oh, you've written and it already. It's oh yeah, it's oh, coming wow. out. I'm having it debut um, at Equine Affair this year. It's called oh, Backdoor how Horse. Yeah. I'm sorry, the title again. Backdoor Horse. Okay, that has so many connotations. I just have to shut up. I wasn't. Going to go there, Glenn. <laughs> well, it is a romance, but not that kind of romance. Okay. <laughs> just, just, Ashley and I both could just like I don't know what to say now. We're just radio <laughs> silence, guys. Save that for adulting with horses because that we're allowed to be explicit. Uh, <laughs> so, is this a murder mystery? What kind of? So it's actually not. It's based loosely on uh, on the story of how my horse found me in real life. And uh, so this this young woman ends up helping out a, a family member in the mountains of Vermont, completely out of her element. And this horse keeps ending up in her backyard. And uh, she's trying to figure out what's going on with him. It's not her horse. And let's just say there's a very tall, very sexy vet who helps along the way. Of course and, there is. Uh, it's either that or a farrier. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be a three-part series. And then, you know, we'll go from there. But I, I will tell you, I just got back from Iceland. And I had a situation there that inspired me for a whole new series. So... <laughs> Ah, so let me ask you about Iceland. You, this was your second time? Yes. And what was that like? I mean, you went riding and stuff. You did the whole package. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a timid rider, um, but I kind of created this event with Kathy Woods Yoga and we wanted to 
to marry a little bit of yoga and mindfulness and horse riding and the culture. And I'll tell you, we nailed it. I rode along rivers, up a volcano, down a volcano, uh, and I just ate my way through the country. So it was it was perfect. How cool is that? <laughs> and I, I have to ask, was it different riding the Icelandic ponies? Was it like a gated experience? Yeah, so the Icelandic horses are small and gated. They have Mm. um, up to six gates, depending on the horse itself and their training. But so there, some of the riders did have a little bit of a gallop, but most of the people that came with us really just wanted to walk and tolt. And tolt is basically like a, I always say it's like an 80s power walker. You know, they go out there and like their legs <laughs> are moving, but nothing else Jazzer is. Size, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the leotards and everything. So that's exactly what an Icelandic horse does. And it's awesome. <laughs> Highly recommend. <laughs> that is so fantastic that you got to do that. And are you going to do it again? Uh, you know I'm going to go back again. Uh, so right now we're just in the process of deciding how we want to do it. If we want to, you know, put it into two different trips back to back. If we want to do one retreat and one experience, or you know how we're going to make that work. But we're we're very excited. So we're planning for August next year. For anybody who's interested, they can they can message me. So I have I want to get back to the writing. Was it harder or easier to? Which is easier or harder, nonfiction or fiction? So, I've always wanted to write fiction, but I've always been a big baby about it. Uh, so, nonfiction, I found write what you know, right? Mm. And so that's what I did. And then it gave me the confidence to write fiction. And I'll tell you right now, fiction is addictive because I'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like, "Oh my God, she said what?" And I have to, I have to go and write it all down. So it kind of comes out a lot easier for me. Hmm. Do, does your do your character speak to you? Absolutely. Like they have whole stories in my head. And if I don't get it out, they get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like I'm schizophrenic, except, you know, as an author, that's kind of, you know, what you need. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that your voices will hopefully, you know, bring you a lot of profit, friend. <laughs> yes, I'm using my voices for good. Well, that's you've been it. you've been we taking drugs all these years to squash the voices. Now you can let them out. <laughs> Right. My poor husband. He's like, who inspired you in Iceland? What's this deal? And I was like, don't worry, honey. It's fine. It's just a fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, I am so happy for you. You you seem to have a lot. You know, we've known each other for a long time. And and actually, I think this point in your life, you just seem to be living it more than any other time I've known you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is, you know, I'm in my 40s. I'm going to turn 46 in a month, if you can believe it. Uh, My kids are older and I'm kind of just doing what I've always wanted to do with the the wisdom and confidence that is being in your 40s and just saying, you know what, I'm going to do it while I can. Well, congratulations. We're very excited for you. Everybody, if you haven't checked out Adulting with Horses yet, go check it out on your podcast player. Just put in Adulting with Horses as an all the podcast players. And you have a lot of binging to do. You'll have some catching up because you're at episode what already? Oh, we're in our 30s, or I think we're at episode 32. It was just and yesterday you started this, it seems like. I know, I know. And and yet and yet we feel like we've been here forever with you, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and I will say, actually, we have a spooky season challenge that we're just about to announce, so you guys are the first to hear it. We're going to do our first ever challenge, and there will be a ribbon involved. It's a custom-made, you know, little horse show ribbon oh, for cool. people who don't really want to show. So uh, check out our our Instagram or listen to the podcast for the details on that. 
Heather, thanks for joining us. We always appreciate it. I know you have an appointment to get to. So take care and congratulations on the book and the show. It's doing fantastically. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, my God. We're having way too much fun with it. So I hope that comes across. (laughs) Non-GMO whole food nutrition is the basis of the entire Daily Dose Equine program. We never forget that natural is better and simplicity is key. Our full line of specialty horse feeds is unique in the industry. We start with high-quality, non-GMO grains that are flame-roasted for safety and better digestibility. And then we add non-GMO alfalfa, timothy, peas, sunflower seeds, and flax. Your horse will enjoy unsurpassed balanced core nutrition with elevated levels of vitamins, zinc, and copper, prebiotics, probiotics, and electrolytes in every mouthful. Find the perfect formulation for your horse at DailyDoseEquine.com. Select Daily Dose Equine formulations are available nationwide through Chewy.com and TractorSupply.com. You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like Cowgirls and Ridiculous Ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from BailRacing.com and Horse and Rider On Demand. Whether you're ready to relax with your favorite series, binge-watch competition footage, or train with a world champion, subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe. Well, we all know our listeners love saddle pads. And when I was at Wisa, when I was at the trade show, Wisa and Ada a couple weeks ago, I stopped in and chatted about some new stuff coming out from our friends at Dreamers and Schemers. I love that company. Well, there is a booth here. And a lot of booths that catch my attention. But we know on this show that our listeners have a propensity to have, uh, instead of having a few saddle pads, they tend to have dozens of saddle pads. It's been a conversation many times over the last 13 years on this show. And then I go by Dreamers and Schemers, and Christy's sitting here. And you have more designs for saddle pads than any other company I've ever seen. I mean, we try. More is more. That's, that is our well, company model. You've got more down. More is more. <laughs> when we actually first launched the saddle pads in the spring show here at Ada, uh, we had 150 different patterns. Oh, my God. Yes. So No skews there. <laughs> um, many of them, you know, we, we did a broad variety because we know that um, people have different tastes, different inside jokes, different names they call their horses. So we really tried to give something for everyone. Uh, for our fall lineup, we cut it back a little bit. I think we only have 45 oh, different patterns. Slacker. I know, I know. Really, like it, 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 I had to be, my hands had to be slapped to like stop <laughs> adding more. <laughs> um, but the cool thing is that every single saddle pad matches back with a sock this season. Oh. So for holiday so gift human day, socks. Human socks right. are boot socks. So there is a, a perfect match for everyone. And your holidays, you have, I love the Pac-Man, by the way. Thank you. Uh, but you have uh, the scary smiley face. You have the orange uh, ghosts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just have a little bit of everything, as well as horses. You yes. do have horses, too. Absolutely. But we know that our uh, customers love their holidays. Love Halloween. Well, a lot of them do, Christmas. Per, do rides at Halloween. 
Halloween all together. and Dress up contests and everything. Even Christmas too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we definitely made sure to have a little something for everyone for the holidays. I mean, you have birthday, you have the wine party. I mean, you just have wine and cheese. I love the barn one. They're just so cute. Now, are they all the same size? Um, We have two sizes for fall. We've got a full size, which is like a regular up to an 18 and a half inch saddle. And then we have a, a smaller size, our pony size, which is about a 15 inch, 15 and a half inch saddle and under. Okay. So you do have a pony size. Yes, now. we do. Okay. And then for spring 2024. And the same patterns? We do. Okay. Yeah. All right. And for spring 2024, we are launching our dressage as well. Dressage and you're going to have scary ghosts on the dressage pads? Not for the spring no. summer collection. You, as long as you kept it black and white, but, you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have a little crazy out there because we've been asked and they're going to be very limited edition. But I mean, if you're a dressage rider and you want frop it, like fraps or tacos or Crocs <laughs> on your saddle pad, you're going to be able to get it. Okay, good. So. They'll all be in black and white, but <laughs> it'll be tasteful Crocs. I love that. And what do they retail for your pads? $69.95. Okay, so the right price. I would and think do so. they come with the socks or you buy the socks separate? The or? socks are available to purchase separately. Okay, but, they, but they're matching. They are matching. And the cool thing that we are doing this year is that these matching pair and a spare socks, because that is what our company is known for, um, you buy one pair and every pair comes with an extra spare sock. So when you buy two pairs, Brilliant. you really get a third pair free. Would none of us lose the socks? No, no, no. never at all. Um, those matching socks are only going to be available at our retail partners for oh, uh, the fall holiday season. So it's going to be uh, a good, good reason to visit your favorite tax shop. And I think I've seen these. Uh, you could tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I live in Ocala, and mm-hmm. I've seen this in a tax shop or two in Ocala. Definitely. Yeah, we I have, thought so. Yeah. yeah, We have amazing retail partners all over the country. So where can people buy it? Well, first of all, I would definitely check your local tax shop because that is the most important thing to do is to support your local tax shops because they support you so much. Um, and then if you can't find anything or you're unable to order it in, uh, you can definitely go to our website, dreamersandschemers.com. But again, the matching socks are only going to be available at the tax shops. You're not going gotcha. to be able to buy them from us. But if you live in the middle of nowhere... You got to yeah. you got to contact your tax shop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Well, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you so Dreamers much. Dreamersandschemers.com. Well, actually, at the end of every show now, I've been putting, like, it's National Daughters Day. Like, the other day, it was National Daughters Day and National Quesadilla Day. So, so I actually said, go out and bring your daughter for quesadillas. And one of the auditors did that, had quesadillas. So, so I got to tell you, today, you're not going to believe this, is National Morning Show Hosts Day. It's our day. I had to work on our day. You did. It's our day. Well, are we done now? (laughs) No, I'm going to read to you. I... First of all, I never knew we had a day, so that's one oh, thing. Cool. Morning Show Host Day, celebrated on September 27th, is a day dedicated to getting to know the personalities behind your favorite morning show. Morning show hosts are picked for a variety of reasons, so this day offers a great opportunity to appreciate the extra zing morning show hosts bring to their shows and your day. You can also learn about history behind morning uh, be to behind morning shows and how they came to be in their present form. So, and then it goes on and on explaining that, but I don't care about that. I just care. You know us very well. But if you hang around auditors for the post show, you're going to get to know us even better as we discuss how drugs are bad for you. And we're going to do that in the post show. So happy us day. And you guys all have a terrific day, too. Ashley, thank you for filling in for Jamie. Jamie will be back on Friday. Tomorrow, we have the brand new Horse Husbands episode for you. 
And I'm going to, for this first one, I'm going to make an exception and say that horse women can listen too. But make sure your horse husbands listen because they're going to like this one because it involves the actual Calvary. So uh, they all like this show. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of cool guys talking about being horse husbands. But he got to our guest got to do some really cool things over in England. So uh, make sure you have them listen to tomorrow too, and we'll allow you guys to listen for this first one. And then Friday, Jamie and I will be back. Get your entries in for really bad ads. Send them to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Ashley, where can they find you? You can find me at uh, Ashley at horseradionetwork.com. Search for me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, really anywhere. If you just yell my name loud enough three times, I'll show up. (laughs) And on that note. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Hey, auditors. Thank you for joining us and hanging around for Ashley and I today. We appreciate it. So we got to tell you a funny thing that happened before the show this morning. This, (laughs) you guys, we are a hot mess express. And Glenn, honestly... I took a screenshot of our text exchange this morning because I'm like, if this doesn't prove that we are meant to be the greatest team of all time, I don't know what does. (laughs) And actually, I think we did pretty well in the show. We tripped up a couple of words, which I do normally. So that's not a big deal. But um, do you want to just... Yeah. yeah. So I... Okay. So as you guys know by now, I I am a self-described anxious girly. And uh, Zach and I have been uh, on a journey of starting a family, which is very exciting. And so I'm on some new meds that make me feel like a squirrel on cocaine. I feel like I'm running a million miles a minute. She's normally like a squirrel on cocaine, but this is even worse. Maybe it's crack. I don't even know. So I texted Glenn and I'm like, hey, gee, just so you know, like I'm on this medication and it's making me wired. So I just if I'm not totally myself, I just wanted you to know why. (laughs) And so then Glenn writes me back. I wrote back. Yeah. So I got up about. I don't know, five thirty, six o'clock. And I always take my allergy medicine first and I was very sleepy. So I got up and I took my allergy medicine. I just, I don't, you only take one of those. And by the way, how is allergy medicine, 24 hour allergy medicine, such a tiny little pill and it lasts all day. I don't get how they put all of that in that tiny little pill. But so I take <laughs> the tiny little pill and then I kind of wake up and I look and I took a sleeping pill, not a allergy pill. I took a sleep. And this was at what time in the morning? About six o'clock. So Great. I said to Jennifer, oh, damn it. I took a sleepy pill. I didn't, I actually didn't. I used more graphic language. Um, and <laughs> she said, oh, you better go get the show notes done now. And then you'll be able to sleep for a couple hours, or you'll have to sleep for a couple hours before the show. And it's right after that I got your text, and I was like, ooh, you're hyped up, and I'm sleeping. This is going to be a great show. So I actually did. I slept for two hours. Uh, And I did feel better when I woke up. Maybe I should take a sleepy pill every morning. I don't know. Hey. Yeah, maybe that's the ticket. But we were just the exact opposite this morning. And I, th- I mean, we made it. We're in the Auditor Post show. 
We did. You guys tell us <laughs> if it was a total, I mean, train wreck. Just let us know. We tried our best, guys. We really did so today. Basically, Ashley's taking uppers and I was taking downers. And between That's the it. two of us, I think we came out in the middle someplace. Um, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> we actually God. did discuss, should we do the show? We, we discussed that, too, because it was like, no, we're going to be able to do the show. And we thought we'd just wing it because we're professionals. Yeah, you know, I said, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I remember I did that one other time. I accidentally took sleeping pills. And I don't take them very often, but occasionally I do if I'm just not sleeping. And uh, I took them before I had to drive somewhere. And it was I had to cancel the trip because I couldn't drive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jennifer laughed at me. Oh, that that's another thing. So she was leaving during the show today. Jennifer was leaving to go. She's actually going to visit Helena for, for a week and a half. Um, oh, fun! Yeah, so she's going to Aiken to visit Helena. And then we're both going up to – they're driving back to Rhode Island, and I'm flying up, and we're going to spend next weekend with them in Rhode Island. And going to Newport, where Jennifer and I had our honeymoon. Oh, so sweet. It is going to be fun. We're actually going to do the cheesy house tours and everything again. <laughs> I love that stuff. I, I and, do and too. is it going to be oyster season and all that good stuff? I don't know. We don't eat seafood, so. Glenn! Uh, no. Jennifer you live and I, in Florida. Neither one of us eat seafood. We lived in Boston for a couple of years Cheese and didn't eat seafood. and rice. <laughs> so I can't believe Nothing it. that comes out of the water. We don't like anything that comes out of the water. So, uh, so yeah, it was... She was leaving the house today, and we have this ritual. I want to know if we're the only ones that do this as husband and wife. We have this ritual when we're leaving the house. We go phone, keys, wallet. We go through the checklist of the things that we always forget when we leave the house. Does anybody else do that, have the checklist? I have my own checklist because I'm crazy. So, of course, I have mine. My husband, however, he goes through life like a candle in the wind. I don't know. But he's military. I would have thought he'd be all buttoned up, everything in the same place every day. And... Yeah, that's what they want you to think, Lenny. <laughs> that's what they want you to think. Not true? <laughs> Not at all. He Every trip we take, he's forgetting underwear or T-shirts. And I'm like, if you just make a list, your life will be so easy. I have a list for my lists, for God's sakes. <laughs> okay, how, how soon before a trip do you pack? Jennifer starts at least weeks, and then she repacks at least five times before the trip. So I start, well, you know, I mean, you know, I lived in Italy for years and I I am a self-described uh, fashionista. So I usually start pulling my looks like a week my before. Oh, you my have looks. looks. I have a huge closet. You have maybe looks. Of course you do, Ashley. in the auditor room because I'm packing <laughs> for a trip. Uh, my cousin is coming in from Nashville and we're going to go tear up Kansas City tomorrow night. So if we have any auditors in Kansas City and you want to grab a drink with me, uh, shoot me an email. I'll be out. But um, we're going to go tear up the town. And uh, I totally forgot where we're going, Glenn. I'm crashing. So you're, you're, uh, <laughs> you were packing already. You're making sure. Yes. You have, yes. yes. So I'll, I'll, be, I'll be pulling looks today for our little trip. And, and I'll show you guys how I pull out my outfits, make sure they all go together. You know, I, it, it's a whole thing for me, but it's a very almost meditative, creative experience. You know, I'd like to say that's a girl versus a boy thing but it isn't that's an individual thing because there's lots of guys out there i'm sure who pack you know an overpack and you know double check that i am not one of those it's funny i will 
pack the equipment. Like if we're going away to Weezer or someplace where I need recording equipment, mm-hmm. I will pack that and I'll double check that two or three times because a lot of that you can't buy at the store. So there's, you right. know, the cords are unique and you're just screwed <laughs> if you don't pack it. So, and we've made that mistake before. So it's gotten easier now that the equipment's gotten smaller and better and, you know, more confined. But mm-hmm. but I'll do that. But the clothes, I do the, the day, night before I'll pack the clothes. Oh the hard gosh, part no. about that is then I haven't planned ahead to wash some of the things I wanted to bring along. So That's I'm doing exactly the- what Zach does. <laughs> and then you're doing laundry at yep. 10 p.m. I am exactly. And then packing it the next morning when you have to leave uh-huh. for the airport at four o'clock. <laughs> because, so. because Zach has to have that red pair of underwear packed, even yes. though he has 70 other No, pairs. we have our favorite underwear. There is no like, question she- about that. I- you don't have favorite underwear. Tell me you don't have favorite underwear. I do not have favorite no. underwear. No. No. Absolutely not. All right, auditors. Start the discussion <laughs> in the auditor room. I'm guaranteeing you that's not a man-woman thing either. That's an individual thing. I guarantee you there's women out there that have favorite. I know you have favorite bras because I think we've had that discussion before. Well, listen, the thing is I work from home, so I about set those things on fire anyway. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Because I know women have favorite bras. I know that. And, you know, I lived in Europe, so I'm just very anti-bras, anti-underwear, you know. They don't wear bras in Europe? No. Oh, my goodness, no. Really? Uh Uh-uh. Well, I didn't know that. It's a very American thing. Really? Very American. Oh, yeah. The, my girls in the auditor room are going to know what I'm talking about. Just watch. Okay. So start that discussion about underwear in the <laughs> auditor room. I want to know. I want to know how many of you have favorite underwear. I cannot. Do Okay. Do you have favorite clothing, though, like shirts yes. you wear. Oh, of course. And do, you, do your clothing, because mine do, I have certain, let's take shirts, for, for instance. Okay. I have certain shirts I'll wear at the barn, certain shirts I'll wear, certain shirts you wear as pajamas because they're more comfortable and they fit totally. looser, right? Um, so I think we all have certain clothing we we pick for certain things. And to be honest, if we could get away with it, we'd pick the same one every day. I would agree with that. I know I have like a solid five t-shirts that I shuffle every week and I have probably 50 t-shirts I should be shuffling, but I'm always wearing the same five. <laughs> exactly. And then when you yeah. go to purge the closet that we all do like once a year, you know, we go in and we say, we got to, you know, donate some stuff and get rid of some stuff. We do it because we move so often. It's, we just don't want to take it along. But then mm-hmm. I look at those other, those other 45 shirts that we don't, that I've never worn in the last year. And I still don't want to get rid of them because I might, I same. might wear them. Same exact thing. So then what I do is I get rid of my other, I I love my t-shirts. Like I'm a rock and roll t-shirt girl. So like all of my t-shirts are, it's just, they're special to me. But like, I also have a rule. I try to be very sustainable. I only buy consignment clothes. So I also only purchase clothes after I purge. So I, I purged the closet, like maybe a month ago. No, no t-shirts, mind you. It's like sweaters, right, dresses, exactly. blouses, pants, but none, none of my t-shirts. So then I have room to buy more t-shirts. Well, uh, I hope you <laughs> kept your ugly Christmas sweater because for Radiothon this year, it is going to be ugly Christmas sweater day. Because remember, we're video now. So we're all going to be in our best ugly Christmas sweaters. And auditors, we're going to have an ugly Christmas sweater contest ahead of time for a prize. And what it's going to be ahead of time is you're going to submit pictures of you and your ugliest Christmas sweater or... Or your horses. Or your, in your horses. Their sweaters. That's right. Or your horses. <laughs> in there, Or matchy-matchy. Even better. I like that idea. Oh, yeah. Come on. And then we're going to pick winners on the air 
And we're going to give away prizes on the air and show the pictures because we can do that now. So there's a lot more we can do with video with Radiothon than, than not. So do you, I have an ugly Christmas sweater. Do you have yours? I'm thinking, I know I have a funny sweatshirt I wore to Zach's Air Force party last year, but I don't know if it's um, safe for work. <laughs> 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 this whole conversation wasn't safe for work. No, uh, <laughs> that's why we're in the auditor room, baby. You know what? This is more. This post show, though, is actually seeing its national morning show host day. Uh, this is actually more morning show. What they would have talked about the whole underwear thing and everything. That sounds like a morning show that's on local true. radio, doesn't it? This is like our morning show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do enjoy the post show because you know, to be honest, everybody, I'm a horse husband, and I've talked about horses more than anybody in the world. Yeah, for real. I mean, I've I've hosted over 5,000 episodes talking about horses. So when we get, to, Jamie and I get to hang out in the morning show together and talk about non-horsey stuff, I'm so, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Jamie likes talking about non-horse stuff, too, in the post show. So, and you guys apparently listen to this crap. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> so thank you for is that. Is what he meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, thanks for filling in today. Appreciate it. Oh, I'm always happy to stop by. Thanks for having me, Glenn. I'm going to go check uh, right now and see if I have my keys in my wallet. So uh, I'll talk to you later. See ya. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now go ride your horse.